apparently partly due to its popularity, much of which, of course, is as a result of this podcast, ha-ha, ChatGPT crashed and has been largely inaccessible, as far as I can tell, for several hours, if not days. I couldn't get on yesterday and I couldn't get on this morning. However, in the course of exploring the OpenAI website, mainly to see what the terms are for a paid version, uh, which currently I think is only available in the USA, rolled out further, I came across another part of the uh, AI, open AI empire, which is called a playground. And the playground operates a little bit like chat GPT. It's a little bit less swish. You just type your questions into a text box effectively, and it answers them. But it gave rise to the following conversation, which was very illuminating. I'd noticed that ChatGPT is not very good at answering questions about itself. And in a way, you can understand this. If you say to something, how big are you, when the answer to that question depends on how big you are once you've been trained, but you couldn't really train something to know how big it would be trained until it had been trained. So there's sort of feedback loop So ChatGPT doesn't always produce an answer to questions like that. So I thought, well, you can phone a friend, so to speak. Let's ask the playground. This is not necessarily in the sequence in which I had the conversation, but the playground, as I asked it, says that it is the, so to speak, parent program from which users can define their versions of ChatGPT and which the development team can use to refine ChatGPT. I don't know how they do that. So it's, it, should be, it should be, as you might say, more powerful than ChatGPT, which is saying something. The next question was how long does ChatGPT allow for each user? And its answer, which rather surprised me, was up to 15 seconds. Now you'll remember in previous episodes I've been talking about nanoseconds because I'd imagined that it was answering questions from an enormous number of people. And so my next question was how many people can it handle simultaneously? And the answer was about a thousand. You might bet, bet that the answer is 1,024 because of the 2 to the 10 that that would be. Okay, so it can only deal with 1,024. It hopes that they, they hope that they can scale that up. This is also from the same answer to around 10,000. And it gives at most 15 seconds, roughly, to each response, maximum clearly far fewer seconds because otherwise each user would only only get a, a reply every 250 minutes which clearly is not the case so there's some simultaneous processing going on all right so far so good how big is the trained neural net i remember that the 
digital text upon which it had been trained was 570 gigabytes approximately. And the answer, which I was very surprised by, was about 3 gigabytes. In other words, this extraordinary AI does all its work without referring to the internet, without going, as you might say, outside itself, beyond itself to other resources. It does all of this on the basis of 3 gigabytes, which is what you could fit on a fairly small scan disk. And I find that remarkable, very remarkable. And there were a few other points that I raised, such as how you deal with training and learning when the conversations may involve contradictions. And in particular, if a user decides to be malicious and to insert or try to insert wrong information. And basically, you get the same answer over and over again, that they use a mixture of human and automated algorithms to examine the training data and to do their best to eliminate the possibility for real conflict. To the question, what do you do when there is genuine disagreement? In other words, if there is a debate about what the answer to a question is, as there very often is, they say, well, we do our best to balance the answers that the chatbot gives to reflect that range of opinion. Again, using a mixture of human curation, as they call it, and automated algorithms. So this is quite illuminating. I was very surprised that it would, in some circumstances, allow up to 15 seconds. I was even more surprised that the trained size, or the size of the trained neural net is only 3 gigabytes. Now that's of course a lot of bits, but it's still small enough to put on a scan disk. And oh, and the other question that I asked it was, in that 15 seconds, what proportion of this 3 gigabytes can it reasonably access? And the answer was about 10%. So what we can see is that using its attention algorithms that take a user's question and try to decide the most effective and efficient and relevant area to use to reply to it, it will then access that part, those parts of its neural net in order to spend at up to 15 seconds replying. I haven't yet managed to ask it a question that's taken anything like 15 seconds. Some of them it does have a noticeable pause, which may just be that the question asks it to combine several different areas in ways that are that it hasn't done before perhaps.
I did also just cross-reference and cross-check while on this conversation with the playground about the learning business and it confirmed that it learns from a conversation so in other words if you're having a continuous conversation with it it will remember and use and reference what's already been said so that you don't need to keep reminding it that you're asking it about XYZ Mac Banana. It will tell you, it will assume that that's the subject. So it does that within conversations, but it doesn't simultaneously and in real time learn from conversations. So the specific question I asked was, so you use past conversations as additional data for future training and then you issue or you release successor versions answer yes and that was what prompted the question about and how do you deal with potential conflict or contradiction or malicious stuff and that was what prompted the answer about human curators who look at the data and the conversations as well as automated algorithms well it's pretty heavy I'm surprised that it only uh, allows about a thousand simultaneous users. That perhaps explains or does explain why it's so often busy. It's interesting that they're planning on increasing that to 10,000, but I'd have thought that the demand would far exceed that. Of course, that's not to say how many different copies of ChatGPT there could be. There might be a thousand copies, in which case between them, they're all identical, it could deal with a million simultaneous users. Uh, and that question I did not ask. But I thought that the other information is interesting, and it was only this morning that I did it. And uh, I don't have, I think I just need to let my non-conscious brain process it a bit. I hope you found that interesting. Thank you for listening.